When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick plays jams that are supposed to lead uh, my man Harge and I to the new theme of the day via clues that we gather uh, from the songs and selections that are played. Harge got it with the first guest today. It is about the NFL schedule. The schedule will be released today, so it's NFL schedule day. My man Patrick was inspired to uh, select songs that reference the date, a special date, a time, a year, a month, uh, because it is a very special date today, which is the NFL schedule day. So that's basically the theme of New Theme Thursday. All right, we'll get to NFL review, sorry, NBA review here. NFL discussion we'll get to in the top of the 6 o'clock. We'll get to NBA review of the games last night. Warriors and Knicks, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. And the Knicks and Suns and Celtics and 76ers. Uh, We'll get to uh, previewing that matchup. But we did just reference in off the record, the Bo Jackson story, which was, uh, you know, got bizarre, but also very troubling that Bo Jackson has basically had the hiccups for a year. And we talked about how that was very strange, um, that we hadn't known anybody that's had hiccups for that long. And I had them for like three or four days and I was freaking out. How about this? Uh, a texter here has said, he said, my dad has had hiccups for over four years now, every day. He has been to tons of doctors and natural healers and nothing has worked. Ugh. Would love to know if Bo gets it fixed. Uh, our, man, my prayers are with you, and I hope that you guys get that uh, fixed to help you guys find some kind of remedy because that does sound like that is a really difficult thing to endure. For four years, I guess you get used to it, but, man, I, we just you talked know, about how— You don't want to get used to it at all. I guess all. you never get used to <laughs> it. You know, you know what yeah. you don't get used to? People are trying to scare you all the time to get rid of your hiccups for four oh, years. The home right. remedy. The oh, home remedy. Right. I got, hey, I got the answer just, for Oh, you. no, I, no, he's got the hiccups. I got him. I'm going to jump around this corner with a knife. That'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to get more and more extreme. Yeah. Shooting yeah. guns around you and stuff. Oh, oh whoa. <laughs> that's not funny, but that's probably true, unfortunately, because yeah. people care about you. Like, no, I got a remedy. This will work. I promise you this will work. So I got to help you. I got to help they've you. Been a, they've basically been kind of a, a pin cushion or kind of a test experiment yeah. uh, probably for the first year until people realize no, this is really, really serious, man. And they went to see everybody and apparently uh, have not been able to figure it out. So, uh, hey, that, we hope uh, our thoughts and prayers actually are with you, man, because we know that is really tough. Or, woman, doesn't matter. But uh, we consider you guys to be family, so thanks for sharing. Also, Somebody said, eat peanut butter. It ends the hiccups pronto. Okay. So, 
there's I mean, don't be allergic to it. Just yeah. want to make sure if you're going to try it, make sure you're all right. Yeah, when, uh, how about this one texter here says, um, had hiccups for one week, 24-7, after a surgery 12 years ago. Uh, couldn't sleep nor eat, was out of my mind, found out it was an irritation of my esophagus from acid reflux mm. that the uh, intubation during the surgery set off. Oh, so started reflux medicine after the week and hiccups stopped. Still the medic, uh, still take the medication today to prevent the hiccups and reflux from coming back. Hey, man, man I'm glad you got that handled. That's that, that's kind of scary. When I had yeah. it for like three or four days, I started to get a little worried. Yeah. And then I, I want to say one night I kind of just went to sleep, passed out and woke up and they were gone. But, man, it sounds that does. It sounds like that's uh, really tough. Like, it sounds like that is a really hard thing to go through. So hope everybody who's got. Like, what's what's the medical condition, uh, the terminology for this? It's got to be a medical terminology for extended hiccups. Ugh. Yeah, I, I did not know it was a thing until today. Like, exactly. Now people are exactly. We now we got most people on the specs text line saying they dealt with it either because of some uh, issue that you know they were able to identify, or like the other texture they just couldn't identify what it was. So Jeff Mutt, eat peanut butter immediately. <laughs> yeah, he said it too. So there you go. Apparently, peanut butter works. Yeah. Said due to the it said what asphyxiation and impending death. He said cures hiccups due to asphyxiation and impending death. Oh, right, there you go. Well, this one right here seems to be a physician. He said I had a patient, I had a patient after his neck fusion surgery. We did. He developed the hiccups for a while and he ended up in the ER. So I wanted that other uh, texter. I wanted if they ha- there was a something that may have started right, that it. That triggered it. That for some reason maybe it was some yep. medical condition or some treatment or whatever. Anyway, anybody who's going through that, we hope you yeah. guys uh, get it handled. It is fun to know that if I ever get the hiccups again, I will now think they're never going away. Uh, yeah. Did, never thought that was a thing before. That's a good point. Now I will true. always think that. Yeah. That is a really good point. Uh, update for softball. If anybody was uh, keeping up, Texas softball played Texas Tech in uh, their first matchup in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, they walk it off in the bottom of the eighth on a wild pitch with bases loaded. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Had uh, two home runs, solo home runs in the top and the bottom of the sixth to tie the game back up and then in the bottom of the eighth win the game. All right, good stuff there. Good job, Texas. All right, good stuff. Always love uh, a dub. We'll always take it. Always. Um, in any sport. Uh, so shout out to uh, the ladies who got who took care of business. All right, we'll get to some, like I said, NFL news notes and nuggets in, uh, next hour. Uh, the NFL schedule leak and the NFL schedule reveal actually ca- happening tonight. We'll also get to coming up next in Rod's Round the Day. Something Blackstradamus predicted two years ago? Maybe 20 months ago or something like that, nearly two, two years ago, that's come to fruition. And it wasn't, it, I wasn't out on some limb, um, in my mm-hmm. opinion, to make this prediction. But I did say that it would happen, and I'm glad it's actually happened a little bit sooner than expected. So we'll go over that. Actually, and it does have to do with the Longhorns. Hey, uh, and uh, all sports, actually. Not just one sport. So I'm not just talking football mm-hmm. here. Mostly football, but all sports. So we'll get into that coming up next in Raj Rant of the Day. All right, gentlemen, let's talk NBA first here. We do have to review. We talked about this earlier in the show in the 3 o'clock. Uh, the win by the Warriors to keep their playoff hopes alive and stave off elimination. 121-106. Steph showed up 27 points, but he continues to struggle, guys, from the three-point line. He was only 3 of 11 from the three-point line. He did have eight assists, so he's doing as much as he can uh, to help lead this team. But he has struggled a bit from the uh, three-point line. He's 17 of uh, 53 
uh, in the series, uh, six of 25 in the last two games uh, from three-point range. He just hasn't really been on. And actually, this entire postseason, he, had, he actually is shooting his lowest lowest three-point percentage uh, in his history, uh, as a, in the history of his career, I should say, as a player in the postseason. So he's been struggling a little bit all postseason long, but I think it's because the supporting cast for Steph, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, who were a combined 8 of 26 in Game 6, uh, they have yet to uh, right, really handle their end or pull uh, their end, if you will. And I think because of that, he's had too much of a burden on them. Um, because they haven't been able to keep up their end of the bargain. And because he had too much of a burden, he's too much of a focus of the team, having to work way too hard for that 27 points. And I think we're starting to see it take its toll on Steph uh, in the sixth game of the series, or at least heading into the sixth game of the series. As pure of a shooter as Steph Curry is, you can tell that he's getting tired when he's going 3 of 11 from three-point land. That that That's the... The part of it where he's been running around, he's been coming off screens, he's been having to do too much, playing 39 minutes of a game, and he's been on the court way too long for for him and the team to be successful. I mean, they got the dub last night, but I don't think it's sustainable. I think also you look at what Draymond Green did last night. That was something that we hadn't seen from Draymond. But you also had Andrew Wiggins show up last night, so that was a big part. But I think Patrick brought this up earlier. Earlier, and I'll say it again, uh, Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole, they've done nothing in this series. And that has been detrimental. Clay had that one game. Well, I'm just saying. But overall, yeah, Clay, is, Clay is not the same Clay that we're used to seeing where he can just get absolutely scorching hot. He has been very inconsistent with his play. And one of the things that I've always liked about Clay Thompson is his defense has been pretty good. It hadn't even been good this series. I mean, you can go back and look at him and Jordan Poole, how they're not even given much of an effort on the defensive end. I know they won last night, but I don't think they can sustain this next game. I don't think this is it for them. Uh, this is a huge opportunity, but I don't see them coming back just because of the fact of what you talked about, Rod, about the burden that Steph is having to play with. I think even Steve Kerr is looking at it too, and that's why he's talking about the officiating. That's why he's trying to do something to help these guys, but the biggest story for them is they have to attack the rim. They're too much of a jump-shooting team, and they're not getting into the paint. So those are some of the things that I look for for them going next game as opposed to what we've seen so far. Yeah, and I mean, it's curious because I he's messed with the lineup some, and we've seen him. I mean, he's had three different starting lineups. Uh, one was apparently due to illness, so Looney's playing a little bit less now yeah. than he was, and you're trying to switch things out. I'm a little curious why Kaminga isn't getting a little bit more run. I'm curious why Moody hasn't gotten more run because yep. he seems to be shooting lights out right now, and he's only taking two to three shots a game, and he's hitting every one of them. So I don't know if it's just he's so bad on the defensive end that they're like, mm-hmm. it's an automatic two points every time on the other end. He's just missing assignments that bad. But I, if I have a bunch of guys like Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson who aren't playing a lot of good defense and not hitting shots, and Moody is shooting, what, 70% in the playoffs yep, right now? Yep. I'd go with, I'd put him in a few more minutes and try mm-hmm. and figure out, hey, man, if this guy's just, if, if we got our guy, if we got a Lonnie Walker game out of him where he hits nine, 10 shots for yeah, us, that's all we know. need. That, that's a game for us right there. Yep. But I, I think I, I curious how much of this season with the amount of injuries that the Warriors have had to battle through hurt where their conditioning isn't quite where it needs to be because you had it wasn't rest. It wasn't like rest where you just got to rest players because you're doing rehab 
but you're not really getting your cardio up to the full amount you need to get mm-hmm. your cardio up to. And then having to spend those last three weeks fighting for position. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because you, you were you, trying you to stay out of the yeah. play-in, and yeah. you were trying to stay out of those games. That's a great point. So I think you, your playoffs started probably two to three weeks earlier. The, the problem with that theory is the Lakers did too. Yeah. They play in. They were playing teams. So it's it's not like you're playing against the Nuggets, but it's it does just doesn't seem like they don't have the legs they normally have at this point of the and season. They're, they're a team with old older aging superstars as well, yeah. just like you. But yeah, it just seems they do not have the legs right now. Uh, no, that's a, I agree with that, and I think you know you start looking at the supporting cast for Steph, and really that'll end up. If they lose the series, and I think we all agree they will lose the series, we just don't know if it's going to be Game Six or Game Seven. But if they make the ultimate comeback, we're talking about one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the NBA. And then, as you pointed out, Harge, Steph can uh, basically do do to LeBron what LeBron did to him right. uh, in the finals when they were up three one. But man, it I, Jordan Poole's meltdown, his implosion in the playoffs has been well documented. But the Clay Thompson uh, factor, which has been a non factor, if you will, in this series that to me definitely the most surprising um and i think they missed that's what they're missing the most is because steph they've made him very inefficient and getting to your point about them not having really a presence at the rim or getting to the rim enough or getting in the paint which even when they win they still don't do enough because they kind of returned into a jump shooting team which they're not really shooting great from three-point range this is not the golden state warriors that we're accustomed to Man, AD, and we'll talk about AD, who left the game with a head injury because he got elbow. Oh, he was uh, grazed in the head, if you ask Harge. Some yes. people believe he was elbowed in the head uh, by Kevon Looney. Either way, he had to be escorted off the floor, um, and he did leave the court in a wheelchair uh, after being hit in the head. And we, he has not been diagnosed with a concussion. Uh, he did play 32 minutes. 23 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and the game was pretty much out of hand at that point when he left the game. But I will say this, uh, so I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not getting on AD, which I know Harge is about to in a second, so I'll give him the floor. <laughs> I can feel him getting ready to, 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 to throw, that, uh, throw that, that hatred out there, that hate, 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 hate. But when he's on the floor, when AD's on the floor, the Lakers have outscored uh, their opponents by 9.6 points per 100 possessions. Without him, they're being outscored by 8.2 points per 100 possessions. So even something I know Harge will agree with in his crit- critique of AD is that, man, he is right now the he's the secret sauce for yes. this. Yes, he's it, the X He's factor. the straw that stirs the drink. If he's on, they yep. win. If he's off, they lose. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest way that we can describe it is he is the X factor to the success of the Lakers. And that's why I believe it's so frustrating for people around him. Like, I'm looking at the video of him right now getting hit. I mean, come on, Ra. You played football, bro. You played football. You you go out there, and I know you got protective helmet on there. There's no way if you watch it and you slow it down and you see the way he got hit. My man played, like Patrick said, he stayed in the game, and then all of a sudden he needed to do – Paul Pierce and get in a in a in a <laughs> wheelchair to be wheeled out of there. Then all of a sudden, oh, he is not in concussion protocol. Hey. He seems to be ready He's to go. Tough go. It out. He's toughing it out. Did he go home and have the lights on? Because that will let you know <laughs> if he had a concussion. This dude, AD, is all 
Almost dead. That's what his. That's what AD stand for. Almost <laughs> dead, Davis. That's another I mean, nickname you got for You made him another. That's a new one. <laughs> There's a that's new another one. one. I'm just. I. I don't get it. I don't understand how you can be at one part of the, your career where people were looking at you to be the next great player. And there's no doubt about it. We just talked about it. He is a great player. But why are you so dramatic, man? You are just doing the most. Street clothes. The NBA is dramatic. But right now, we need tough guys. I need you to be tough. I need you to go out there and finish the task at hand. Everybody's talking trash to y'all, talking about when you won the when you won the the championship in the bubble. It wasn't a real one. Now you got yourself, you got the 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 Warriors defending champions up against a wall. And because you were struggling last night, that's so what I want to put that in there too. He wasn't playing his best basketball last night. Get a little graze across the 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 head, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, oh my god, I I, I can't see, I can't see. Then he's sitting on the bench and just oh, it's so dramatic. Come on, dog, <laughs> hey, you hey, doing too the, much. What, what was the worst shot? That one or the one Ishbia took? From Jokic. That's what I'm saying, right? Like that's the NBA though. I'm going with the owner. The owner's flop was a lot better. That's actually I think Jokic shot from KD was even better. (laughs) But that's the NBA. I think the NBA is a league of gamesmanship, right? Patrick, you watch the NBA. This is what it is. It is. And I mean, I don't know what happened with Anthony Davis that he sold it that hard. I have to believe there was something. That I don't know if it was that hit or if he just got tired or he was dehydrated or whatever it was where he was like, man, I'm not, I'm just not feeling it right now. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I'd like to believe that he wasn't literally on the side that I'm like, can I cross my eyes? Will that get us a call? <laughs> All right. If I, guys, guys, if I faint in the, like, if I'm walking in the locker room and I faint, we think we'll get some calls next game? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to believe that he was doing that bad. It was, it, watching the replay, it doesn't seem as bad as it looked. I mean, you have to figure the elbow maybe caught him in the back, like under his ear or something. Mm. That's all I can figure. I sent, you, I sent y'all the video. That's I need you to look at it a lot. See, there's that's... another nickname. AD stands for always dramatic. <laughs> He's got more I nicknames think... than everybody that's what else. Is. There, there has to be something that it probably did hurt because when you play a basketball game, it yeah. just does when you catch el- like catch arms mm-hmm. and elbows. It does hurt in the moment. The, the wheelchair out, I don't know. <laughs> Whose idea was that? That's what yeah. you got to figure out. I don't know. Was he just like, oh man, let's get that wheelchair. That'll be funny. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> like, whose idea was it, you think? Because Paul Pierce has infamously yeah, now yeah. become known for that wheelchair. And I think everybody kind of knows, like, oh yeah, he was being way overly dramatic if he had the bubble guts or if he didn't or whatever. Yeah. We still don't know. He's got two different stories. Who's Who would ideal would that be to grab the wheelchair if, if it's concussed? Because his, his legs are wobbly? Was that why? Because he was dizzy. Okay, so his dad's so he, he could fall over. Okay. Yeah, that would that'll be my guess. Justify. Maybe, right. maybe it was a deal where they went back to him and they go, they go, hey, you need to do uh, post-game interviews. And he was like, man, I don't feel good. And they're like, oh. hey, man, the only way you're not doing post-game interviews is they wheel you out of here. And he goes, give me the wheelchair. That's <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. that is a very, very plausible theory. <laughs> yeah. I like that theory there, man. That's pretty good. Because that makes sense. Like, no, I don't want to do interviews. I don't want to talk about none of this. And we get our butts kicked. Yeah, and they're going to come in and go, well, did you think this was intentional? And then it's like, man, I don't want to do any of that because there's oh. no answer I can give that works well. That's true. I like that theory, man. That actually that that tracks with the NBA. Yeah, Honestly, it really does. It re- now that we know what the Paul Pierce stuff was all BS too, it does track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's twenty five thousand dollars for me to not do an interview. 
Give me a wheelchair. Give me a wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give me the wheelchair, man. And, then it was pro- and he was seen at a nightclub <laughs> in VIP right after that. But it was dark. Yeah, but it was dark. He was dark. in the dark room. Yeah. <laughs> he was he in the back room. Yeah. yeah, he had headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> he had a noise-canceling headphones on with his shades in the club. So it was all good, y'all. It, it was, was all good. All, good. Uh, all right. I love that. Uh, all right. So the uh, something else we'll get into real quick before we get to the break here because um, I want to get into Rod's rant of the day um, we talked about the uh, Knicks keeping their hopes alive as well um, and we got to give props to Jalen Bronson man and I know it's, it's tough for uh, Mavs fans to watch but uh, Jalen Bronson played like a man possessed in game five uh, they actually played him all 48 minutes yep, love which it. is rare he played all 48 minutes and I know why because in the first four games the Knicks had been outscored by 21 points in the 30 minutes total that Bronson was was not on the floor through the first four games of the series. Um, and I guess they figured the way to uh, tweak that was just to leave him on the floor. They yep. won 112 to 103. He had four, he had 38 points in 48 minutes. Yeah, he said he's not going to come off the floor. I know that he's been sitting there looking at it and saying, if we're going to lose, this is how we're going to lose, but I'm going to be on the floor with my team if we're going to lose. That's that dog, guys. you got to have it. That's you got to have it. That's that Jimmy Butler show. That's that dog. In you got to be that dude. Got and that for dog. him to go out there and play the way that he did and continue to push the envelope and saying, all right, because let's, let's be honest, Julius Randle, very inconsistent, very inconsistent, but he had 24 last night. Mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett, he finally is starting to play a very consistent basketball game. But if Jalen Brunson is not on the floor, this team can't run. Because who's your point guard? Who's going to be the one bringing the ball up the court? Who is going to be – you gave the numbers last year about the ball dominance in which he had when he was with uh, oh, yeah. the Mavericks. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Now it's the same thing, and he feels like I need to make sure that I get to this point. So Josh Hart was not a factor He who has been a very – Big part of the success that he had, but he had a bunch of fouls early, and they had to take him out of the game. So Jalen Brunson's like, let me go ahead and do me, man. I'm going to be able to do me, and if we lose – we lose, but it's not going to be because I didn't give no. everything that I Let had. Let Jalen cook, and, man. And, and man, and cook. Tibbs, man, I don't know how you don't have your team prepared for the end of that game, but it looked like a JV team yep. playing a college team in the last <laughs> minute, minute and a half of that game. And the Knicks still won, but, I mean, they're just dribbling the court like, oh, my God, they're coming after us. Like, man, yeah. how do you not How are you not prepared for this? Situational basketball. Like, how do you not yeah. – you can't get the ball past half court? Yeah. Y'all are in the NBA playoffs, and y'all are having trouble getting the ball past half court. Yeah, it's not like the Heat have the all defensive team. Like it ain't they're not all lockdown defenders. Right. They're just playing hard. You just go like get the ball up, and they look so just out of their minds yeah. that they couldn't get up. Had to call timeout. Mm-hmm. Had to get get a turnover. I, I mean, they get they get a couple times a ball pops out and a, a on a jump ball, and they can't get it. I, I just I don't know how you look that bad in the last two minutes of it. With a coach like Thibodeau, who's known to be hard, yes. you'd think they'd run through this a bunch of times and be really like the defensive side. He'd be care about pressure, so they'd be going at him. Spolster has his team ready to play in the last two minutes, and the Knicks Every don't. Time. And that's why you worry about the Knicks in the playoffs is because mm-hmm. the last two minutes is where you win and lose games. And they almost lost a the game they had no business losing. So you're talking about clutch time. Yep. And you had the, arguably the best coach team in the NBA, along with the Warriors and Steve Kerr, against a team and in, in, like the Knicks, who are – Inexperienced, but also look discombobulated in clutch time. A yeah. lot of times. <laughs> She's like nervous. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that, don't look nervous. 
I mean, they had 19 turnovers. They actually yeah. they won that game 112-103, but had 19 turnovers. To your point, I bet a lot of those came late uh, in clutch situations. Well, I don't know how many there were because the game wasn't tight, but in late game closing situations, I should say. Right. So uh, the Knicks, they found a way to, to win, but uh, I love what Patrick brought up. That's why they're not going to win the series. Correct. Uh, they they, they just the, can't do it. They're their own worst enemy. Yes. In the playoffs, you can't have that. You you have enough of a, a tough time trying to beat the opponent. You don't, don't have to beat two opponents, yourself yeah. and have to overcome. Yeah. Uh, updates for tonight game. DeAndre Aiden is listed as out, dealing with rib contusion. Oh, yeah. So the so Nick Jokic is going to put up ninety tonight. And no CP three. <laughs> no no CP three. Jamal Murray though is questionable, dealing with a non COVID illness. Weird. Mm. So that is a questionable one. If he doesn't play, then it opens the door a little bit back up for Phoenix. But with no DeAndre Aiden inside, that Jokic is going to have a fun game. Did the yeah. White House declare COVID to be over? Yes. I'm serious. I, yes. I'm not joking. No, yes. Yeah, right? I thought, yeah, it did I thought, I thought it, looked, it, looked, it was like declaration. Yeah, there was an announcement. I, I think we are just, down with COVID they, They're still stating it that way. Of No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I, I, think, I think it was today. I think it was, like, today or yesterday. It was. Like, this okay. week sometime. It I think like, it was yesterday. COVID's, COVID's done? COVID, it's officially yeah. done, man. Oh. Woo! I'm still, Damn. I'm still wearing my mask. That lasts a long oh, – oh, yeah. I still, I, I, this is, the best thing about COVID is that you now have mask privileges depending on where you want to go in other places in society. And by the way, I'm joking. I don't wear a mask. But I do wash But I do no. wash down. No, no, all the time. This is where I, you can wear a mask. You can wear a mask now when you go like to – when you hang around people you know are sick. You know they're like yeah. sick people. Yeah. Now you can just wear your mask. And people don't look at you that crazy. Like, hey, man, no. Uh, I'm oh, my God. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, but COVID's over. So, uh, the NBA is still uh, got guys out. But that's a non-COVID reason. But I know why they have to list the non-COVID. Because it's still part of their protocol. Yeah, that's right probably the yeah. NBA protocol. The it may none. change yeah. this offseason, but it, you have to it's list them as protocol. COVID or non-pro. Well, also, I imagine that they're like, well, if someone gets COVID on in the NBA, we'd prefer not to have them infect an entire team. During the playoffs, uh, yeah, normally because even if it, even if not, like half of them don't show symptoms, you're like, well, respiratory wise, they're just gonna run on you. No, I agree. I got. I mean, NBA's. Like I said, it seemed like right now we don't, we haven't had you know many if any cases yeah. in the postseason no. of guys missing time no. because of a COVID related illness or anything like that. So anyway, uh, we'll get to some more NBA talk at the end of the show. We'll make predictions on the games tonight. We come back. We'll get into a prediction that I made. Probably about two years ago, um, actually, right around COVID, actually, Ooh, about two years ironic. ago, <laughs> about the uh, Longhorn Athletic Department in this new uh, era where the free market has come to college sports. Uh, we'll talk about that and also uh, get you updated on how all of the athletic department is doing in this particular area. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Um, well, I was... Um, Reading an article, um, it was in uh, Austin Business Journal, so I'll give them a lot of credit. It's a great article. Uh, go check it out for yourself. It was actually about Texas and NIL. It's real good stuff. And uh, they had some numbers in there that really prove one of my, uh, well, at least it proves me correct in one of my predictions. I made a bold you know, prognostication uh, and a 
a declaration, if you will, um, about 20, maybe 20 months ago or something like that, two years ago, when NIL became the law of the land, because um, I had talked to enough BMDs, shout out to the big money boosters and donors, BMDs, um, here at Texas, who said that they want Texas to become the NIL capital of college sports. Like, that was their goal, to try to make Texas the NIL capital of college sports, and that, that's all the sports, and essentially that what, you know, that economic windfall, and this was kind of my prediction, that basically anytime you have a uh, a certain activity, a service, or a business that was once prohibited, and then they decide to legalize it, like legalize marijuana, or legalize gambling, Almost every time there's an economic windfall that follows the legalization of it. I mean, I just a ton. You're talking about a tsunami of straight cash, homie. And NIO was no different. And with that economic, you know, that financial tsunami uh, that's forming here in Austin, if played right because of the brand of Texas and because of the city of Austin and all of the, you know, the different companies that love Austin, Fortune 500 companies, the tech boom and the, uh, the entertainment boom here. It's become kind of a pop culture mecca, too. There is a perfect storm of, of, of circumstances and factors that could lead to Texas being what New Jersey has become in legalized sports betting and what California and Colorado have become in the legalized recreational marijuana industry, where basically they are the leading pioneers uh, in that new uh, kind of economic landscape because it is now the legal law of the land. Not everywhere for legalized sports betting and marijuana, but uh, just like NIL, state to state, it's becoming the law of the land. And I said Austin is is creating the perfect conditions for Texas to just be the top school, top program in the country when it comes to NIL revenue. I was reading uh, this piece in Austin Business Journal, a report that Texas student-athletes made at least, and they can get all the records because there's like you know, family educational rights and privacy acts and stuff like that. So they can't get everything. They got a lot because there's uh, obviously open records at Texas. So they got a lot of it, but not everything. So as of the end of March, they said student athletes uh, had made $10.3 million uh, at Texas. And I believe this is st- since the start of the, the NIL boom. And I believe we're less than two years into this uh, NIL boom that we're dealing with. And they're reporting. Just at Texas? Just at Texas. Wow. This is just Texas. Wow. This is, they're just doing Texas here. Um, and their reporting said, based on their records, the UT student athletes had made at least $10.3 million or more on 2,000 or so NIL deals as of March 31st, according to records obtained by the Austin's Business Journal through open records requests. Mm. And so, and like I said, it became the law of the land July 2021. So I believe we're just, you know, we're a little under two years of this thing. I think they're, they're, they're looking at the totality of it, all right? So since the start of NIL. And so they say $10.3 million on 2,000 plus deals. Football consists of 60, a little over 60% of those deals. Uh, that's, and that's $6.2 million in NIL revenue generated from just football alone. All right, y'all want to guess? The rest of the sports and how they rank in NIL revenue. Who's second, gentlemen? That's pretty easy. Y'all should know this. We go basketball. Yeah, men's okay. basketball. Uh, who's third? On it's eight. Not, it's it, not baseball. No, 
I was about to say, it no, is not baseball. It is not baseball. What sport you think has, and by the way, Miss Basketball, 21.3% of the NIL revenue uh, since it became Law of the Land, $2.2 million in okay. NIL deals generated <clears throat> from basketball. I, was, I would say, well, I don't think it would be swimming and diving, even though it's one of the better sports on this university. Um, would it be volleyball? Uh, volleyball is uh, actually down on this list. Actually, they're eight. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think about their seventh uh, at two percent. Wow, uh, two hundred six thousand nine hundred twenty-seven dollars. Um, they have you said swimming and diving. Swimming and diving for women is fourth. Oh, two point eight percent. Men's swimming and diving is sixth. In, Interesting. In, sandwiched in between women's basketball. So women's basketball is fifth, softball third. Wow. Softball racking right. up. 2.97%, dollars Yeah. Uh, and uh, men's golf is right after women's vo- uh, volleyball I, at 1.98%. We can't say women's softball did play for the national championship last year. That ding, is ding, fair. Ding, 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 ding. So they that did They did make a really good run last mm-hmm. year, which will probably raise those numbers a little bit. And they're good again this year. Uh, and, and men's uh, track is ninth, 1.92%. This is a problem, Harch. Baseball is 10th. Yeah. Less than 1% of all NIL revenue generated on the 40 acres is for baseball. That's a blue blood. That's that, Texas it, baseball is a blue blood program, and they're 10th in NIL revenue generated? Yeah, that's not good. We got so to rectify this. Maybe your boy still would have signed. <laughs> yeah, they might not have gotten hard. Ain't no way they know. Ain't no way they would have gotten hard. I tell you right. Ain't no. I know hard. Hard ballet is in the way he goes. Ain't no damn way hard is going to sign with Texas ballets. He uh, needs a car to ballet. He ain't doing that on one point one percent. No, wow. wouldn't have been part of that crew. Okay, this is a problem. We it all agree. Is. This is a problem. I would have to agree with okay. that. Okay, they need to be what easily top six. TexasOneFund.org. You can re- delegate it strictly to baseball, by you can. the way. You can. You can. Yeah. You can make your donation strictly to baseball if you want to. BMDs. Come uh, on, man. man. Take they, care of these baseball players. Baseball class, use some help. Uh, also, this was reported by uh, Endorse uh, because they are a company that keeps up with NIL numbers across the country. Uh, Open Doors. Yep. Open Doors, I believe okay. it is. Uh, they're the ones who they keep up with a lot of these numbers nationally uh, since the NIL like I said, has become the law of the land. And they claim, like I said, these are Open Doors' numbers, not mine, um, but they do uh, essentially make my Black Stradamus cor- uh, prediction correct. The CEO of Open Doors, Blake Lawrence, a Nebraska based company that created an online platform to pay college athletes for a promotion. Um, he says, quote, we track hundreds of millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of transactions through our technology and platform. Analyzing the first 20 months of NIL, Texas Athletics is number one in the country in our data set when it comes to NIL compensation for student athletes. Texas has done a tremendous job of preparing for the NIL era and from day one have been able to help their athletes make the most of their opportunity. Well, I they, said it 20 months ago that Texas would become the capital a sport, the NIL capital of major college sports. They are already that in less than two years. So shout out to all the big money boosts and donors, mm-hmm. BMDs out there, because uh, you're the reason, whether you're talking about uh, the Clarkville Collective or you're talking about, you know, Horns with Heart and the Pancake Factory, all of it, it is, uh, it's fantastic. And, of course, the Texas One Fund now. Uh, they've done their part, but obviously there's a lot more work to be done. And uh, just throwing this out there i love that 
Sark put uh, put it out there and let it be known publicly that Arch Manning didn't come here for the NIL dollars. I've said the toughest thing for a coach to do is to create a positive, constructive culture in the NIL transfer portal era, and yet the biggest um, celebrity endorsement, arguably, in the history of college football— and the uh, the member of the latest member of the first family of football, Arch Manning, uh, his family says he won't get an NIL deal until he's a starting quarterback at Texas, and he did not take any NIL money to come to Texas. That I'll give Sark a ton of credit because I thought he would be an NIL linchpin. Turns out they don't even want to be associated with NIL. Right. Um, that is a great part of building a positive culture. There are two types of players that come to Texas, right? The ones who come to play at Texas and the ones who come to play for Texas. It's tougher and tougher to get the latter in the NIL transfer portal era. All right, and the guys who come to play for Texas, like that old JFK quote, don't, you know, don't ask what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. What can you do for Texas? Instead of asking, what can Texas do for you? There are a lot of guys in the transfer portal in our era that want to know what Texas can do for them. And I think Sark has still got enough guys on that team that are here for Texas, and they're asking, what can I do for Texas? So I I, I love what's happening at Texas. I said they would be the the NIL's capital uh, of major college sports. That's exactly uh, what's happening. And they, that means they got they got directives, which are sugar daddies, mm-hmm. and they got collectors, which are a group of sugar daddies. And that's what the NIL era is about. You got to have sugar daddies, man. If you ain't got sugar daddies, then you're going to be SOL. And Texas probably got more sugar daddies than any other major football program. And sugar daddies can make it rain. Yeah, they can. So that shout out to all the sugar daddies out there right? Right. in the NIL era. So it's loving. Make it sure you, you, you get mm. be a part of it. I love this right here. Uh, mm. Can we also tell small donors they make a difference too, not just the BMDs, power yep. of the people. I'll give $50 a month mm-hmm. and see if uh, more people can do so as well. I and like that. we said, you can direct it yep. to wherever you want it to be. Baseball needs it. Your baseball definitely yeah, all, needs it. All the sports you. need it. But, man, uh, I did not expect to see baseball, baseball that, needs you. that low on the list. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that I know a lot of people don't like the way the NIL is progressing. I get that. It needs more guardrails and regulations. Don't think I'm unaware of that. Uh, but that will come whenever Uncle Sam gets around to it. Right now it's a state-to-state thing. And as long as it's a state-to-state thing, it's going to pretty much continue to be the wild, wild west. Listen, every great cause begins as, you know, kind of a movement and it becomes a business and ends up degenerating into a racket. Mm-hmm. And I think we're probably close to the racket phase of NIL right now. Right, <laughs> so, right. So uh, it'll, 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 get, it'll get some regulations and there will be some guardrails on it. It just will take a few years. Uh, but right now, man, the NCAA... They don't really care. No. is a dinosaur, and NIL actually is the asteroid that's going to kill it. it yeah, so it we should all be happy about the that. Way. It's on the way. <laughs> all right, we'll come right back. We'll get into it off the record right here on Baltimore Line 149. Right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday. That's when Patrick plays uh, jams that are supposed to drop clues and hints, little breadcrumbs to Harge and I that lead us to what the new theme of the day is. And Harge got it. 
right off the bat. The new theme inspired by uh, NFL schedule day today. Um, so all the songs reference a special date, time, uh, reference some type of a, a year, a day, month, whatever. It's all about special days and special, uh, basically special times, special whatever. Right? Yeah. yeah, their date, like this song date. is Friday night, August 14th. That's what I say, yeah. So it's usually a date or a time or something like that, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. So anyway, my man Patrick doing a great job with that. We appreciate it. Um, all right, we don't have a ton of time for our off the record. So it's just a quick uh, conversation here, gentlemen, because I saw this, and apparently this is becoming a thing. Let me know if y'all have experienced this already. So I got it from uh, the Business Insider, but also read an article at the Wall Street Journal about this. So apparently... There, the uh, Wall Street Journal is reporting that self-checkout machines at cafes, sports stadiums, and airports are now asking for tips, and customers are not happy about it. Apparently, they're on the rise of this uh, digital self-checkout kiosk and how customers have uh, responded to tip prompts. Uh, they have several articles about this. Many customers who were asked to tip workers with whom they had no interaction were frustrated with these prompts per the Wall Street Journal. All right, so what are your thoughts about um, self uh, checkout kiosk and adding a tip to a self checkout kiosk of some sort. Well, they do have a button there that says no thanks. Yes, you, you don't just have to decide. click it. You just I mean, you just say no. They, they don't even want to be prompted. They said, "I don't right. even want to be." Yeah, no, yeah, I don't I, want it to be prompted. I, at I, all. I get, I get. It's an issue when a corporation goes, "Hey man, can we get a tip?" And you're like, "Wait, who, who's a tip for?" And they're like, "CEOs." Like, well, yeah. that's not. No, no one wants to tip y'all. <laughs> yeah. not, not one single person wants to tip y'all. If you say tips and then you give us a little explanation, like, hey, man, this is for the janitor. Some people be like, oh, it is clean in here. But if, you're, if your tip is for nobody except for the company, that's not a tip anymore. No, that's just, just stealing money. No, that's, that's, a, that's a fee. Yeah. You've added a fee. That's you, not well, a, you, a you're fee. not a fee, but it's a it's, <laughs> hey, if you if you like our business, just give us more money, please. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. They call it tipping fatigue. Yeah. Apparently. Americans are yeah. experiencing tipping. I, you fatigue. know you know what I'm not a fan of? Asking me for money for donations at every single place I go. You I'm not a fan like, of that either. You do get that a lot. Hey, too. hey, uh, you want to give a dollar to this charity that we hey, tell you is real? You want to round up? You want to round <laughs> up your ticket? Yeah. Like, what? Hey, you want to round up? Well, am I paying in cash? No. <laughs> then no. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, uh, I, it, for me, the rounding up doesn't matter when the bank does the math. Uh, yes. That's a, I like that. I like that. That's a, That's great, a great point. It is a good that point. That is a great point. And I'm, I'm a round up guy. But now I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm a round-up guy when I pay <laughs> I'm not cash. Round, I'm not even Cash, I'm okay up. with it because I'm like, I don't need to change. Some places won't even take cash anymore. I know. Reject your cash. Be like, no, no, we're cashless. Yeah, I know. Cash is king. Yeah, that's like a COVID thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, a COVID, it's, a, COVID it's a way thing. you put down poor people. Uh, well, I, I like <laughs> cash is. still, too. No, 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 but that's the thing is because poor people have a harder time getting bank accounts. The bank accounts that, that people with bad credit and stuff know, can get have more and more fees. It's a way. It's So people trying to get their like, cutaway cash is like, well, the clientele that uses cash is not the clientele I want. Which is ridiculous because if you're paying for something like a major item, like a house or a car, they yeah. want cash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, that yep, clientele yep. ain't walking in exactly. anyway. Like, yeah. So they want to differentiate, discriminate between your cash. That's We're the like, way. Yeah, that's the people, way. They, yeah, your discriminate. Poor people cash, yeah. But then there's rich people cash. We want the rich people cash. Poor people cash. Now it's y'all cash. Y'all cash stank. I like. I do it. understand. <laughs> I do understand. Your cash stank. I do understand. <laughs> We're getting to summer here in, in Austin. I do understand the signs that say we do not accept uh, moist cash. <laughs> I get those signs. Whoa, no, come on, man. When the, most of the strip 
club's got moist cash. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how you know it's popping up in there. <laughs> Shoot, man. Right? Uh, like, the next has morning. it been that long? <laughs> we been yeah, God, they got to dry that cash out overnight. <laughs> they got to a fan to dry out the cash in the strip club. They do it with a hair dryer in the back. Oh, Come my on, goodness. Oh my God. All right. I guess we're going to break there. Oh we'll come back. Goodness. NFL schedule leaks on the other side. <laughs> right here on Ball Don't Lie. What a word out of horse.